to the Giant Contraband Robot episode. We're gonna say we're gonna call this episode one of Nerd Talk. Season two of the Artist Talk series is coming up soon, so you'll be getting that. Um, well, in this episode, you're gonna have me and my new co-host Christian Ventura. Say hello to the world. Hey, yo, guys! Looking very excited, even though I can't look excited. <laughs> yeah, we are technically popping his cherry in the podcasting world. Please be gentle. <laughs> and I just said that. There's no phrase. We can say phrasing all you want. We just said that. <laughs> so on this episode, we're going to um, kick it off with um, excerpts from the title of this podcast, Art Show, that was about a week ago. And we're going to give you a little bit of that right now. Hello and welcome to Giant Contraband Robot, the podcast where we interview artists. On this episode, we're um, live in the Dominguez Hills Western Art Studio. Right now we have student artist Brianna Correa. Did I pronounce that right? All right, so for this art, what are you um, expecting for this show, and um, are you excited? Uh, I don't know what to expect. Uh, every semester is a different thing, so I'm just hoping for a good turnout. We're going to have a bunch of like cool live bands playing for us, so that's going to be something to look forward to. Um, I know that I started putting text in my paintings, so like I'm hoping people could react to what I put. So I'm excited for that. Describe your pieces. My pieces, they're usually like eight by 10, very small canvases, but I try to put like a lot of um, personality in the little characters I put, because I put uh, large women in them. They're chubby. I like to call them my gorditas. And um, yeah, I like, I started like, I make them more like brown color, because I like seeing myself in them, so. More yeah. of a, like a representative piece. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, thank you. Yeah. Next up, we have returning guest, Isai de Los Angeles. What's up, Isai? Hey, what's up, Des? So are you excited for this um, upcoming show? Yeah, it's, uh, we got a good turnout of pieces. I'm sure we're going to have a good turnout of people, and it'll be cool vibes down here. Okay. Um, how about you um, explain your, um, your two pieces that you're putting up this um, go-around? Yeah, totally. Uh, these are a bit older pieces um, from a different series I made that have to do with the experimentation and research of still frames from uh, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, and they're kind of made to portray an uncanny reaction from the audience, and that's mainly what it's for. Um, you know, one's more of a sexual depiction, and one is more of a, it depicts me as a repeated form in the painting. Um, in the background and in the foreground, I have a cockroach where um, some people might find that uncanny, you know, having a cockroach right in front of you, or at the same scale or bigger scale as uh, as an image of myself. Okay. I know the pieces I like. Um, I like the color and the composition of everything you have there, from cools to darks. It's really gonna pop. Yeah. To me. Yeah, yeah. I really like using uh, very light colors, um, a variety, a big scale, really, of uh, light to dark, and uh, to create depth and really. Um, have everything pop, you know, you get a bigger reaction of the audience, you get a, you have them stay there longer and kind of research the painting and kind of, you know, um, just stay there and look at it longer, you know, that's one of the ultimate goals as an, of an artist, so, yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you again, Isak. Sweet. Thanks. All right. Next up, we have Derek Prado, um, on Douglas Hills alumni, he's coming in to do a performance piece. Hey. Hey, what's up, Dizzy? What's up? Why don't you uh, explain your uh, performance piece? Um, I would, 
I would think of it more as like a cycle piece of just us moving in time and space, but with a heavy burden uh, that we always have to carry of uh, ideas, choices that we have to keep in. But even though we're not in favor of keeping all of our work up together, we have to do it and we just have to keep on going. Um, I know you started out, um, your piece started as more political and now we're going more environmental. Was that the, um, your intent? In a way, yes, but it's also looking into like how our environment reacts to our own um, concept of the human condition. So how are we treating the environment is how we're going to end up getting a reaction to, especially how we place it. So we're giving ourselves a very much a bad environment. So how are we going to go about it and how we're going around it is what I'm usually looking at. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. So that'll be it for this episode. Unless we. All right. So we have returning guest Santos Nunez. What's up, Santos? Hello, Mr. Nunez. That's what they call me. <laughs> What's up? So this year you're the you're the one of the co-curators of the um, of the show, including myself. Um, do you feel everything went more smoothly this year around? Because we was um we have more of a plan set. Um. We definitely talked about it ahead of time, and we kind of stuck to our plan, so it's not, it wasn't hard. Um, you know, you still kind of deal with the ins and outs and uh, late submissions, or just, you know, trying to make sure you verify people's submissions. You got to be very careful with the artwork, so there's a little bit of stress here and there, but overall, I think it was all right. I think it was, uh, we were pretty on it. Are you hoping for a, a big turnout or just um, an okay turnout? Um, I mean, I always expect an okay turnout for things, but I think it'll be a big turnout just because if you do good enough job on your end, I think everything just falls into place. And based on like the artists we have coming in, the musical artists we have coming in, the DJ we have coming in, it really seems like we're ready for something big, so might as well let something big happen. All right, all right. All right, so this is your Giant Contraband Robot podcast update. Stay tuned for more. This is your host, Des Robinson. Peace out. All right, and we're back. I think that was a good um, art show, Christian. Um, I was part, I was one of the curators of the show, and I was also one of the feature artists of the show, and Christian also um, came to the show as well. Thank you for coming. Yes, you were gracious enough to uh, to actually invite me and actually help me make sure that I found my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, what did you think of the, um, the show itself? That show itself, you know, it was actually very interesting just because I'm trying to get more into the culture around the art scene, which is I'm, I'm very happy that I've been able to experience some of that with you. So again, thank you for inviting me to that. That's no problem. But I, I really enjoyed it because you get an opportunity to kind of see how sur similar subjects and themes can actually be interpreted very differently according to the person. Yeah. You know, I was very impressed with, um, you know, not only the live music outside and all the beautiful pieces that were inside, but also the uh, the live aspect of it, you know, I didn't expect to see anybody actually doing um, live performance art. Yep. And uh, I, I'm I'm blanking on his name again, but do you remember who? Exactly Derek Prado. Was? Derek Prado. Yes, yep. I was very impressed with that, just because I mean, even if you don't understand it, the way that you interpret it, I guess, is is what the point of the piece was. Yep. And I, I was really appreciative that I actually got to see something like that. So again, thank you for inviting me. I had yeah. a great time. That's no problem. Um, that um that show pretty much gave me the reason to give this show the title the this podcast the title of that one because it is a badass title <laughs> of course and that's why if you look at future episodes it's called the giant contraband robot so we make it separate <laughs> and then plus the band animanaguchi would not come after me to sue me <laughs> 
because Bad yeah. Night was already was originally called Off the Off the Wall Podcast. Oh yeah. And then everybody remembered Vans has that tagline. <laughs> so yeah, as much as I love Vans, fuck y'all for trying to sue me. <laughs> so on this episode, we're gonna actually talk about nerd stuff, the outsider culture kind of stuff. On this episode, we're gonna be talking about Robert Patterson feels Batman is not a hero, and we're gonna get into a discussion of that. Um, we're gonna talk about almost every single Marvel anim- Marvel animated show coming to Disney Plus day one, and why Marvel has decided to include the Inhumans. <laughs> that 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 travesty of a fucking show. It's gonna be an interesting November, an interesting uh, Thanksgiving for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm skipping that shit. Fuck that. <laughs> and then we're gonna try to work into what is next in Marvel Phase Four. And we're going to stick to Phase 4. We're not going to talk about Blade because it doesn't have a set year or a set date. As much as we want to talk about Blade, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so to get right off the bat, we're going to talk about Robert Patterson's the Matt Reeves, the Batman. But so far, Matt Reeves is not getting any... Um, the only thing they're saying about Matt Reeves right now, he got a costume director. Okay. Costume designer, not director. And Michael Giacchino, who did... Spider-Man Far From Home and Homecoming and all three Star Trek films and Star Wars Rogue One's score. So he's doing, he's scoring the Batman and I already fucking hyped on that. Yeah, that's going to be great for, you know, just in general, that's going to be great. I know, because I'm slowly getting into movie scores now. Mm -hmm. Well, if you listen to Star Wars, you're going to be into movie scores because Star Wars is the most iconic score of all time. I mean, John Williams alone is probably what actually got me interested in, like, symphonies in general. Oh, and a little tangent, the band Toto. Yeah. John Williams' son is the lead singer of that band. Really? I didn't know that. His son created the song, The Blessed Reigns of Africa. Oh my god! So, <laughs> so he basically created meme culture in 2019, is what happened there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So to bring it back, um, Robert Pattinson essentially said, "Not to take it. I'm not taking it out of context." And I actually agree with him on this. He says, "Batman is not a hero, though he's a complicated character. I don't think I could ever play a real hero. There's always got to be something a little bit wrong. I think it's because one of my eyes is smaller than the other one." <laughs> <laughs> so the takeout. His talking about his own features. I actually agree with him. I legit feel Bruce when he was younger snapped. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean if you if you experience the kind of things that Bruce was subjected to when he was younger, I mean obviously it's it's comics. We all love it, but it's comics, so there's tragedy. That's the main part of it. Yeah. If you experience anything like that, the whole point is that you become broken. Yeah. I mean, you you start losing your control on what reality is, and I mean, shoot, isn't that what Scarecrow is even based out of? Trying yeah. to manifest your fears and the ways that would actually break your psyche. <laughs> yeah. But I think for Batman, it was like his emotional core is gone. Mm-hmm. And the only person he had left was Alfred. But Alfred can only do so much. Right, right. And then on top of that, he's a man just as a bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes, there is that level of crazy within Batman. And he has he's a fucking billionaire who wants to dispense justice. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, shoot, even, even if you're not trying to dispense justice, being a billionaire alone, I think, is already enough to make you a little bit crazy. I mean, just look at Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Fuck, well, as much we we do love Amazon. We do. Um, we do. But you, you killing people, yo. <laughs> you hear me, Jeff Bezos? You killing people. At the very least, make sure that they get like a like a good bonus if they hit a milestone on their Fitbit. 
<laughs> there you go. Um, but I actually cannot wait to see him as Batman. I've seen um, Hard Times, and I, I have not seen The Lighthouse, though. I want to see that. Yeah, that's one that I definitely want to watch, too. I want to see him in more dramatic roles than I, what I've used to, because unfortunately, the only things I've really seen him in are, you know, the Twilight movies. Nobody's going to... I've not seen one one clip of Twilight. You know, that is an accomplishment in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm not trying to. I'm, I... The only thing I've ever seen him in, besides Hard Times and the, the current the current ones, that he's um, the Rover. Oh, was, okay. Um, with him and Guy Pierce, um, I seen him in Harry Potter. Oh yeah. And people keep forgetting he was in Harry. I'm not even. A I mean, huge, he got that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even a huge Harry Potter fan, and yeah. I remember him in the movie. Yeah. So I think he will do a solid job. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he even said we're going to see Robin soon. Yeah. We didn't hear from Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves just confirmed what Robert Patton said. We're going to see Robin, Dick Grayson, in films again. And that's been a long time. Shoot, when was the last time that happened? Like the Tim Burton Batman movies or which ones? Joe Schumacher. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there is a current Robin going on right now. Um, I can't pronounce this dude's name. (laughs) He's in Titans. (laughs) Actually, he's no longer Robin in Titans right now. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> uh, he's currently just running around as Dick Grayson, still right. discovering himself before he takes over the Nightwing mantle. Right, right. Okay. And spoilers done. <laughs> All right. So well, thank you for um, warning them and warning me because I'm currently trying to watch Titans. <laughs> I already said the spoiler. He's no longer Robin. And I yeah, just yeah. said it again. So there you go. There you go. There That's you right. go. Uh, episode title. <laughs> we just spoiled the Titans for you. All right, so we're um, but there's not, nothing else we can pretty much say about the Batman because it's not going into production until January, mm-hmm. and we won't see the movie until 2021. Yeah, so either way, we got a good road out. Yeah, but I thought it was interesting the controversy going around this uh, this actual quote just because I feel like people are getting the the clickbait version of it where yeah. they're just saying he's not a hero, and then they're saying, oh my god, why why would he even say that? Of course, Batman is a hero, but again, when you take the entire quote in context, yeah. it does make sense because it's like Batman in essence, is not trying to be a hero. He himself in the comics, he himself in, like, in most of the ways that we've seen him presented in the medium. I mean, even the popularity of the Christopher Nolan movies. He's not a hero. He's supposed to be the hero that the city needs, which doesn't necessarily mean he's this this kind of altruistic vision of what goodness is in Gotham City. That's not at all what he's trying to be. If anything, that's why he's had conflict with Superman. But I thought it was very apt to say that he's not a hero, but... He's a very complicated person that can do what others can't in order to better the greater good. And it, I mean, that's probably why Batman's one of my favorite uh, heroes in general. <laughs> I would say um, for me, Batman was never my favorite. It's a big, I guess it'd be a shock for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I have said it on my old podcast, Nerds Against the World. He was never my favorite hero. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern and The Flash. Okay. Flash, I'm overweight, all right? <laughs> so I wish I had the speed force powers um, to burn all that way. And plus, I say you cannot rob a bank with the speed force; they can catch you on camera. No, mm. if you watch the Flash, Barry has been um, surveillance cameras. I mean, even if you break it down physically, right? If he runs that fast, a camera has to literally shut its aperture and reopen it within a certain amount of time. Physically, yeah. that wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, he can retain. I can go through a whole entire library and retain the knowledge of everything. I'll be ready for any fucking test coming up. 
<laughs> it's the greatest way to cram, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Green Lantern, it was just pretty much the will, your willpower and your imagination powers the power ring. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has to do with your ability to actually tap into that emotional spectrum. Yep. And you can't have fear. Like, it was like before Daredevil was like the man without fear. Like, that's Daredevil with enhanced abilities. Mm-hmm. That's why he's called the man without fear because he can do this while blind. No, for the Green Lantern, you are someone who has a fucking ring going out through space, dealing with aliens, dealing with things that are universal ending. Yeah. You can't have no fear whatsoever as a Green Lantern. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah, that's really, that's a good point. I mean, shoot, even the Sinestro Corps is the Lantern Corps based out of uh, out of fear. Yeah. That emotional spectrum. So you have to literally have the absence of that to even be able to wield the power ring. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, if you can't, if you don't have, if you have fear, you're not going to be able to operate as the Green Lantern. Yeah, that's for sure. But there is the caveat, Jessica Cruz, Green Lantern. Okay. She is an agoraphobic. Mm-hmm. But she, the power, the power, her power ring would not leave her. Oh. Because it noticed that she has a form of will within her. Mm -hmm. So that's why it never left her. Huh. Interesting. It's kind of like that's signaling to her that she has the potential for it. Just. Yeah. Huh. (laughs) Dumb. An agoraphobic that has a lantern ring. That's awesome. I need to make sure that I look those up. Currently, right now, I I can't say it's a spoiler. And it's currently in the comic book, so yeah, I definitely can't say it's it's and that's it's a huge spoiler. Can you at least say which uh, which uh, series it has to it's be with? Justice League Odyssey that features Darkseid. Okay, okay. Her Starfire and Simon Bass, mm-hmm. if I remember. I would just say fuck DC, <laughs> and Marvel can go fuck itself as well. But while we're on the mention of Marvel, Disney Plus will be out November twelfth, and yes. As a Disney shill, I have um, joined the club of um, pre-ordering Disney um, Plus. Oh, nice! Did you do the? Uh, did you take advantage of that offer? I guess supposedly, oh, if yeah. you pre-order it or whatever, you'll get uh, a shorter price, or I'm sorry, a shorter, a cheaper price over two years. Oh yeah, I'm getting it for five bucks a year for the next, I guess, however how long is that promotion is gonna go for? Mm-hmm. So, s- jokes on you guys! I'm gonna have a cheaper um, subscription service. <laughs> And you only have, wait, did they already stop allowing you to sign up for that? I think so, right? No, you can still sign up for it. It's just you won't get that $5 anymore. Ah. Uh, 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 uh. So if you don't know, these are the animated shows that's coming to Disney Plus day one. Avengers, United They Stand, the fucking most horrible Avengers cartoon series of all time. Um, Avengers Assemble, which is not that bad. <laughs> which is really not that bad. I saw one episode, um, Troy Baker voices Hawkeye, and Troy Baker's also going to voice the Incredible Hulk in the Avengers a video game that's coming out next year. Oh, that's going to be cool. Wait, he's going to voice the Hulk. Oh, nice. Banner and the Hulk. Oh, okay, okay. That's <laughs> Banner and the Hulk makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. The last good Avengers cartoon series, Earth Mightiest Heroes, which came out in 2010, um, that one is based on the MCU. A little, well, the, the first season was based on the old car, um, comic books. Mm-hmm. Going later into the season, mm-hmm. it was based more into the MCU. Oh, yeah, because that came out... Around the time as Ultron, I think, right? Yep. Yeah, Age of Ultron is when that started. That makes sense. Yep. Um, in those episodes, we got to see... In Earth of Mighty's Heroes episodes, we got to see Adam Warlock, the first appearance of the Guardians of the Galaxy in cartoon form. Mm, yeah. Um, Captain Marvel. Commander Shepard herself. Um, I forgot her name. Oh, my God. I, I mentioned Commander Shepard, and I forget the woman's name. 
but she voices Captain Marvel. Oh, nice. Which is awesome. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Oh my god, I'm blanking on it too now. Yeah. But uh, I know who you're talking about. The 1994 Fantastic Four show. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. That's one that I know for a fact I've been wanting to watch. I, I haven't had a way to watch it, but now that it's coming out, I'm definitely going to add that. Uh, we got Fantastic Four World Greatest Heroes that came out in 2006. That show sucked. <laughs> it sucked. Why, uh, why did that one suck specifically? Johnny was just like, when you write a character, when you see a certain character in the comic book, you expect them to be portrayed in a certain way. Right. Chris Evans, Johnny Storm was tolerable. Right. He wasn't too over the top. It was just like manageable. Like, you know dicks in the, in the world. You'd be like, all right, this is a manageable asshole. I can deal with this person. Yeah. That's how Chris Evans was when he was Johnny Storm. Yeah. In the car- in cartoons, the 94 version, Johnny was okay. It was not over the top. Oh, really? Yeah. In the 2006 version, Johnny Storm was over the top. Mm-hmm. It was just like, you get, you're really tired of his characterization. Yeah. Characterization in the show. Um, Sue and Reed are not together. Mm-hmm. They're just friends. Oh, okay. Um, there are hints that they was going to lead that way, but the show ended super quick. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I guess it, you weren't the only one that thought that then. <laughs> um, it lasted one season. That's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not butthurt about that. It's funny. I, I'm happy that they're putting everything out, or I mean, for the most part, they're putting everything out, if not now at launch, at least over time. But um, no matter what... It's good, I think, that they're putting it out because then you'll be able to at least see the history, even if it's a rise and fall history. Yeah. You get to at least appreciate what the new stuff is yeah. in comparison to the old. Um, they also coming out with um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the animated series. They came out in 2015. Their last season is coming up soon. Um, it's based off of Mission Breakout. Oh, the, the ride? The ride is actually based off, apparently, the show. Really? I don't know the, the whole specifics, but they both have the share the same title. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, we have Hulk and the Agents of Smash. That's also ended, but it's the Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. She-Hulk, um, Hulk's son, um, Sakaar, mm-hmm. and um, Rick Jones' Abomination, oh. which is A-Bomb. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't even watch that show, but mm-hmm. I heard it was all right. Um, Elijah Dushku from the Buffy, uh, who played... Um, Faith from Buffy right. is the voice of She-Hulk in the show. Oh, cool. Man, I haven't seen her in a while. I mean, the last thing I think I saw her in was a Freddie W video. <laughs> Damn. I think that's the last time I saw her in like anything semi-recent. <laughs> um, this show came out in 2013. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> um, the Incredible Hulk from 1996 will be on here. The entire series. Nice. Iron Man 1994 will be on here. Oh, wow. And I'm going to skip to season two of Iron Man where it was more of a metal version of the Iron Man opening. Okay, I thought you were being facetious there with it. Oh, no, it was <laughs> it, it is legit the best. Next to the X-Men theme, uh-huh. Iron Man's theme is just as good. That's a good claim. That's it, a, that's it, a big to claim. me, it's is a good claim. So it goes X-Men. Mm-hmm. I would... Spider-Man is good. The Spider-Man the Animated Series is good. Okay. Because Steve Perry of Aerosmith did the um the guitar riff for it. I mean, yeah, you can't really argue with that. <laughs> so, oh, fuck. I will go X-Men, Iron Man, to Spider-Man. Okay. For top three. But then you got Batman the Animated Series. Even though it was more orchestral, 
mm-hmm. but it was still based off the Batman '89 movie. Right. Shit. Well, we're gonna have to do a top like a top ten animated um openings. Oh, we're so. gonna be coming up with a lot of top tens. <laughs> so um, from there, sorry, to split up on that tangent. It's not a it's not a Desi Robinson's podcast, well, but a fucking um tangent filled kind of a thing. <laughs> um. Iron Man Armored Adventures from 2008. It's a cell. It's a CG animated show mm-hmm. where it's a teenage Tony Stark becoming Iron Man. Oh, is that the one that's like? Uh, it looks almost like a shell cell shading. Almost style? like almost like Borderlands style, but with Iron Man. Yeah, I remember that one. I do remember that when that was on air too. I re- it was interesting, but I didn't get the premise of why he was a teenager in that. They, it was just set in an earlier timeline, right? Yeah, but he's Iron Man, and Rhodey's yeah. a teenager, and all this stuff. And it's like. <laughs> that just seems like one of those weird things where they want him to be younger so they can put him in high school situations. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hawkeye and Black Widow also appeared on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so is Nick Fury. Oh, and um, were they also teenagers in that show? Yeah, well, Hawkeye and Black Widow were young on the show. But okay. they were in their 20s. Which... <sighs> that would... Oh. That yeah, really when, changes the dynamic of how that would actually be. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to picture... Okay, wait. So, was Captain America ever in that show? No. Okay, thank Hulk God. Was. Hulk was, though. Yeah. Like, fully grown Bruce Banner Hulk? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. How would the Avengers even be a thing in that version? There was a, there was, they were the... Their version of the Avengers. Okay. So, in a way, they did the old 60s um, Avengers comic mm-hmm. for the show. Mm-hmm. Except for they didn't include Thor. It was more tech heavy. And oh, okay. they only went that route because they brought in the Hulk. Okay, yeah. They needed to give Banner something to do when he's not the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. That sounds that sounds about right. I mean, if there's any other scientists that would be able to make stuff like that other than Tony, and then I'm assuming because since Tony was younger, he's not as focused on like enhancing everybody other than just himself at that point. Yeah, that it would be Bruce. And it was more about him um, him and his um, explaining his the mystery of his father's death mm-hmm. so it's just I mean in that version you don't have I mean I wouldn't imagine you would have Bucky in that version then it would be a completely different reason so fuck that show <laughs> let's see what's next on the list there Marvel Rising Secret Warriors now this one is more new to me because I haven't really seen that show mm-hmm. but I do know um, the actress from Agents of Shield plays her character Daisy Johnson um, on, in this cartoon show. Oh, okay. Um, the actress who was supposed to play Squirrel Girl um, is voice of Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Girl in the show as well. Hmm. Um, Captain Marvel, the actress who voiced Captain Marvel and Avengers Assemble is um, voicing her again. Nice. Kamala Khan is also in the show. That'll be cool. Um, then you have Patriot the shit Captain America had a lot of sidekicks <laughs> um you had Bucky Falcon Bucky again now Patriot okay um America Chavez um is also in the show as well and another dude with flame powers I don't know who he is I, d- I didn't really like get into like see who's who mm-hmm. but I do know there's um a dude um I think he's of Latin origin as well oh okay um, he has um, flame powers. I'm trying to think who who would that be then. He's a more of a new, he's a new he's a newer character. Oh, a newer character. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I know they're they're making their push to start to uh, push out the next phase of comics, right? That's going to be new heroes and retiring old ones and yeah. stuff. Who were they saying they were going to retire again? I know they were trying to retire Iron Man. 
trying, well, but, but his hasn't been comic book coming out in twenty twenty. Yeah, trying to is the is the key on that. They're not retiring anyone because Miles is, is running around as Spider Man as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, isn't Miles like canonically supposed to die pretty soon? No, he's he's fine. <laughs> and if you if they you're probably thinking of the the last days of Miles Morales. Which is these new comic books that's coming out? Oh the yeah, they're like themed like the old man Logan stuff. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. They're, they're okay. uh, they really lean into that old man Logan shit. Got tired of that. I mean, I think it was it was really cool when the movie came out, when Logan actually came out, because it was like, okay, well, the, it, it has to do with some of the comic stuff. But now, just like everything else, they're like, oh, this did well. Let's push it out on every single other character for some reason. Yep. It's. I feel like it's more in the realm of the Marvel What If franchise stuff. Yep. Um. So, further along, <laughs> Silver Surfer, that only had one season, and I'm going to be legit here, only I slept through, I tried to watch, I remember being younger trying to watch these episodes, mm-hmm. and I fell asleep watching them. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I, to me, they were, they were that boring. Oh wow. So, now that I'm older, I'm going to definitely try my damnness to sit through them. Give it a rewatch. Give it a, re- def- a definite rewatch. <laughs> Um, we got Spider-Man 1981 um, coming out. Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. Is that the one with uh, Iron Ice Fist Man. and Nova? No, uh, Firestar. Firestar, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, Firestar and Ice Man. Okay, I think I remember which one that one was, yeah. Um, Spider-Man Unlimited, which also only lasted one season. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man 2017, the current Spider-Man series that's coming that's on Disney right now. Yeah. Um, I have not seen one episode of that, so I'm like, I have no basis of it. My little brother mm-hmm. has seen it. Um, they have clips on YouTube right now. I might mm-hmm. do the, I might watch a clip. Mm-hmm. Um, they're basing off the movies, but Miles and Gwen are also in the show, and Peter's a teenager, so they're all teenagers oh, okay. together. So I'm like, can I get a fucking Spider Man series where it's just Peter Parker? Yeah, yeah, now it's all about the team ups right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like fucking spider-verse <laughs> um ultimate spider-man which um dude drake and josh drake bell voices spider-man i remember that yeah my my cousin's really into that one um the last season was fuck i think it was um venom rising whatever whatever it was it was a, but it was a venom central show yeah um then we have spider-man the animated series mm-hmm. every single episode and ended off on that crappy ass cliffhanger. Let's go find Mary Jane. Oh, okay. Which no fucking resolve. And then you watch Ultimate Spider Man. I mean, not Ultimate Spider Man. Spider Man Unlimited. Peter and Mary Jane is married. You'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> like, wait, what happened in between there? Yeah. Like, what? For some reason, that that's reminding me of uh, of uh, how they ended Avatar trying to look for Zuko's mom. And mm-hmm. they didn't do anything with it until they got it. For the record, they got it in the comics. But they didn't really present you any information whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then we got Wolverine the X Men. This is around the time they was really riding Wolverine's more metaphorical dick. Mm. <laughs> Wolverine and everything. Let Wolverine leave the X Men. I hate this show. I legit. <laughs> this is this show and the comics made me realize I do not like Wolverine anymore. Really? They dick around Cyclops so much. Yeah. 
this is why people always feel to this day they feel Cyclops sucks. Cyclops do not suck. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> Cyclops beat Wolverine numerous times in the comic books. Yep. Wolverine got his ass whipped by Sabretooth of all people. There's a reason why Cyclops is the leader in all the comics. I don't know why people don't like I think Storm people... also. That's why yeah. Wolverine and Storm are the only mm-hmm. the only time Wolverine is the leader of any team is X Force. X Force, exactly. Because that is the best what he does. He kills people. Yeah. That is the only that's the only reason and why. And he does it efficiently. Let him lead a team that will let him do that, which was X Force. Yeah, and he's good at being a spy. Yeah. And that's what people keep forgetting. Wolverine and the history of Wolverine, not movie wise, comic book wise. Yeah, Wolverine has always been a spy. A spy, exactly. Fighter second. He hadn't started really becoming a fighter until he technically joined the X Men and then when the um not the X Men the Avengers, mm-hmm. and and plus when the X Men started to be more fantastical, fighting the Brood, the, mm-hmm. um, the those aliens, yeah. um, the Shi'ar Empire. Mm-hmm. Or the Phoenix Saga, or the fucking Hellfire Club. That's when Wolverine became more of a fucking bruiser. Yeah, yeah, he needed to because at that point it's like you don't really necessarily need a spy against those kind of enemies. Yeah, it makes sense that they focus more on that power set. But no matter what, the way that he started out was always a spy. It was always being able to get information, be able to like blend in where he needs to. Yep. I mean, shoot, the stature alone <laughs> lets yeah. him blend in. You just stand behind a bookcase and be like, "Where the hell are you go?" <laughs> and I feel they should they should take a page if they do another um, animated or live action Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Take a page from the Hugh Jackman movies. There's nothing wrong with changing his look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 one of those looks where it looks great in comics, but in every other medium, it doesn't make sense. I mean, look look at how they treated uh, Hawkeye during the Marvel movies. I mean, if you've seen his costume in the comics, it's remarkably close to how Wolverine's is, but purple. Mm-hmm. Like with the with the same kind of pointed eyes, but instead of having, you know, what looks like animal eyes, it tries to make them look just more angular, I guess, for an arrow. But that but, wouldn't work in on screen. But there is a Marvel artist who works in the MCU mm-hmm. that did a a um what's the word I'm looking for? A concept. A concept of how the X Men will look in the MCU. And Wolverine's yellow suit do look like it would work. Really? It does. Even the mask. Would it look uh, I'm curious then, does it look more tactical? Or yes. does it, okay, that's how I would imagine Cyclops it would look, looks more superhero-y, but Wolverine's looks more tactical. Okay. And so like, I guess that would make sense too, even logically. Yeah. And I'm like, he even included the details where Cyclops does not really, really need to touch his visors just to shoot. He can use his hands. Oh. Because originally in the comic books, he yeah. had a, 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 a palm thing that let him... Like, if he was tied up, mm-hmm. or they took off, or like... Or they was like, oh, he needs his hands to use his visors. Mm-hmm. I mean, he needs his um to touch his visor. No, just touch his fucking hands. That's smart. <laughs> um, I would try to put those buttons everywhere on my suit if it were me. Yeah. Um, but Wolverine of the X Men though is more on Wolverine. Um, Professor X was transported into the future, mm-hmm. dealing with um apocalypse. Jean is put into a coma, mm-hmm. but she later comes out of her coma. They pretty much do the Phoenix Saga, but they warped it in a way. Okay. Um, Cyclops regressed because he felt Gene was dead and he did not want to lead the X-Men anymore. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Cyclops, even though he seems like he can't be beaten by Wolverine, he can at least be beaten psychologically. Yeah. <laughs> Until M. Frost comes along. Yeah. Uh, and Rogue leaves the X-Men to join the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. I don't remember that. And that's what happens in the cartoon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and, she blames, and she blames Wolverine for... 
always leaving for her and that's her reason why she joined magneto's crew oh yeah i guess domino is also part of the evil (laughs) evil mutants as well isn't it funny how that is also kind of a theme in some of the comics it's like hey i'm gonna switch to the other side because you were a dick yeah (laughs) um then we have the x-men animated series which we're going to do a top 10 list the best animated show themes oh we have to and then we have x-men evolution 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 i'm just picturing dance dance evolution for some reason um (laughs) have you ever seen x-men evolution i have seen some of it not not a lot of it but i've i've definitely seen some of the series that one i was 92 x-men i hate jubilee oh yeah they they didn't handle jubilee's character very well in that and i did episode with um the podcast is now defunct called um punch of the walls of reality where we spent the whole two hours just shit talking jubilee (laughs) <laughs> we went from talking about the 92 shit series her movie appearances and then we ended off talking about her comic book appearances and that's where i found out this was literally right before she became a vampire oh okay <laughs> so right now currently in the x-men comic books even though the new x-men comic books are now focusing on x-men having been a sovereign nation yeah the mutants being a sovereign nation mm-hmm. jubilee is still a mutant vampire <laughs> she don't shoot out um 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 her bolts no more. Yeah, she will kill you as a vampire. Just straight up. <laughs> yeah, and she has a short temper now. Oh God, they're um, like trying to. For some reason, to me, that sounds more like Lobo, but not necessarily. I mean, it's not. But she's still herself, but because of the vampire vampirism. Oh okay. That's why the the attitude, just the small attitude change, and she has a son. Oh, interesting. <laughs> And wait, wait, who did she have a son with then? I don't know. That one I did not do a deep dive. I still ninety two X Men has really soured me on Jubilee. Tell me there's a Marvel version of Mori Povich that we can ask. <laughs> I think there is an issue that explains who's the father. I think it's Dracula. To me, I think it's Dracula. <laughs> they did go against Dracula and Wolverine almost got turned. Okay. But because of his healing factor. Yeah. Oh, okay, that would make sense. It like he's healing too fast for I guess whatever would be happening in the vampiric change to actually take effect. Yep. And, but then you got Marvel Zombies, whereas his healing factor was one of the causes yeah. of the virus. I'm like. That's a great, a great uh, series, by the way. Like, I feel like that's one of the more underappreciated ones. Eh. I mean, well, I say it's great only because of the moments it has. You know, like the, like the fact that there's character. I'm trying to remember. I think it was, uh, like, for example, Zombie Venom in that. Isn't he, like, one of the major players in that? Or am I misremembering this? I don't remember Marvel. The only thing I remember of Marvel Zombies, um, T'Challa lost a leg. Oh, yeah. I was like, I I, I don't have the will to keep going reading this. <laughs> I was like, I legit don't. I was like, I'm, 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 I'm legit done. The zombies broke your spirit. You know, because Robert Kirkman, he does not have to do everything zombie-related. He d- yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that is and the that was shtick. A, and that was, a, no, Invincible is real good, though. Mm, really? I haven't, I, that I haven't heard you too much about. Ne- Whoa. Invincible. It, I have literally an action figure right here of Invincible. I'm not even joking. That's, I have my, not heard too much about Invincible at all. Half my shelf is Invincible. Oh. I, I feel like we just found the theme for the next podcast. <laughs> yes. We're going to be talking about Invincible because there's an animated series featuring Invincible. Okay. And the dude who played Glenn on The Walking Dead would be voicing Invincible himself. Okay, I need to know about this. (laughs) 
Seth Ro- and Seth Rogen is the one who helped bring the show to Amazon Prime. Oh, is this that one? I remember hearing something about that. Like he was like he had a hand in trying to get the show started because he was a fan of it. Yep. Ah, so okay. Seth Rogen is for some reason is now a comic book TV adaptation god. He has Preacher just ended. Right. He has The Boys that's currently filming season two. Right. And he's already filming. Um, Invincible is already being. I guess the voice work is already done. Animation is still going. <laughs> so I feel. I feel like the last thing he has to do is open up a restaurant, and then he'll have the stoner trifecta of entertainment. <laughs> yeah, he's he's currently fine. Yeah. Um. So, wow. We are we bros bros through that thirty minutes quick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So on the next episode, we're gonna talk about what we didn't get to, the Marvel slate. Um, we're going to talk about that. Um, I think one of the bigger ones we're going to talk about is Shang-Chi because we both don't know about Shang-Chi a lot. Right, right. This is something we need to at least explore a little bit more before the movie comes out. Yeah. Um, I know, like, and I only know enough, but not enough to be like, oh, you should read this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that would be good to have, like, uh, like recommendations on what to read to, like, actually be a little familiar with the character before a movie or before a, a series yep and i only know him from like we, we talked about from avengers and he also was part of the heroes for hire he, oh really yeah so okay. misty knight took over heroes for hire mm-hmm. so it was her colleen wing shang chi black cat mm. and i forgot the i forgot the fifth hero but Iron Fist and um, Luke Cage was doing their own thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember like when they started doing that, that's when they kind of branched off into their own yeah. their own shit. Oh, uh, damn. <laughs> we're going to talk about that, and then we're also going to talk about Marvel TV. And yes, I'm going to bitch about Inhumans being on Disney+, Plus, and you have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which has the best... Now, I stopped after season two where Bill Paxton died. Um, before Bill Paxton passed away. Right. I liked his arc in season two. Oh yeah, and I liked his death at the end of season two because I thought it was I thought it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought I thought it was funny, but I stopped after it and I only came back into Ages of Shield because Ghost Rider. Oh okay, yeah, and not the Johnny Blaze one. It mm-hmm. was the the Latino one. I was gonna say Jaime Reyes, but that's Blue Beetle. <laughs> See, isn't it, it, wait, okay, there's a little too few Latinos in there if you can name all of them and you're mixing up properties. <laughs> I know. Holy hell. See, I mean, I don't I don't want to be pandering to myself, but I want a Peruvian superhero finally. Please someone give me, like, somebody that got bitten by a radioactive llama. <laughs> I think there is a Peruvian hero. Really? But they're a villain, though. They're not a hero, they're a villain. <laughs> so it's not a Peruvian hero, it's a Peruvian villain. <laughs> But hey, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, I need yeah. to I need to know who this is. And you'll learn that and more on the next episode. Peace.